0: The federal appeals court just issuing a temporary freeze on the gag order against Donald Trump in the special counsel's Jack Smith's 2020 election interference case. This is a D.C. case. That gag order had barred the former president from criticizing potential witnesses in the case as well as the special counsel's team. Let's get right to CNN legal affairs correspondent Paula Reed for more on this one. Paula, what does this freeze mean and what happens now?
1: Well, Kate, in a little over two weeks, a three judge panel here in Washington DC will hear arguments about whether this gag order is actually constitutional. And while we're waiting for that answer, the former president is not bound by this set of restrictions. Judge Tanya Chutkin is the judge overseeing the federal election subversion case here in Washington DC. As you noted, that's the case brought by special counsel Jack Smith. She imposed this gag order. At the request of prosecutors, after the former president uh, appeared to attack several different people involved in this case, including the judge herself. Now, as part of this gag order, he is barred from targeting witnesses, people who work for the court, as well as the special counsel prosecutors and Jack Smith himself. But Trump's lawyers argue that's unconstitutional. They emphasize his status as a candidate for the White House and say that he is entitled to a heightened uh, level of free speech and there should be a very high standard before that is restricted. Now the judges on the Court of Appeals, they are clearly fast tracking this. This argument will be heard by two judges appointed by a former president, Barack Obama, and one appointed by President Joe Biden. But Kate, the question of the extent to which you can restrict the speech of a presidential candidate who is a criminal defendant across multiple jurisdictions that has never been contemplated before, so this could eventually end up at the Supreme Court.
0: The the common refrain that we have to to maintain throughout all of this, Paula. Thank you so much, Paula. So in a separate case, one that could end Donald Trump's business empire, the judge there just expanded a gag order, now barring Trump's lawyers from discussing confidential communications between the judge and his staff in or out of the courtroom. This comes as the Trump Organization executive vice president, Eric Trump, testified that he couldn't answer certain questions about how Trump properties were assessed because, and here's the quote, this is just not what an executive at my level focuses on. And that he trusted accountants to prepare quote unquote, perfect financial statements. Eric Trump then on the stand claims that he and his siblings have been unfairly targeted in the case. Listen to this outside of court.
2: They've dragged on an eye and locked into it as collateral damage. They only want our names in this thing because it sensationalizes the case. We've done absolutely nothing wrong.
0: Out front with me now, Bloomberg News' Eric Larson. He's been in court each day. And Ryan Goodman, our out front legal expert. It has been too long since I've seen you, Ryan. It's great to meet you, Eric. Okay, so let's start with what happened in court. The entire time that Eric Trump has been on the stand and in court, Eric, he has tried to essentially say, this stuff is not mine, this is not on my shoulders, this is somebody else's. Today it was, this is not what an executive at my level focuses on. Yesterday it was, I focus on construction, I don't focus on appraisals. Did the judge seem to by what he was saying? You know,
2: it's really hard to say because the judge, uh, he gives everyone a chance to say what they want to say on the mm-hmm. stand without making any you know, faces or asking any obvious questions that could see what it, say what he's thinking. But we have one big clue, and that happened before the trial even started when the judge ruled uh, that all of the defendants were liable for fraud right. just based on the evidence that had been gathered so far. So that was the state's biggest and most important claim, and... I think that the judge has pretty good uh, reason to be skeptical only because the, the state did present Eric Trump on the stand today with documents, internal Trump Organization documents suggesting that he was aware of the statement of financial condition at the center of this case. Um, and his role in providing certain figures that were going into it. And I think he described it at one point as, you know, the nitty-gritty that he wasn't involved in. But these were actually appraisals that were pretty important to him for big properties that he was in charge of. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, according to the state, were wildly overvalued on these financial statements.
0: This is also getting at something that I have been curious about and how this is going. Eric Trump, Don Jr., they were called by the state as their witnesses. Do you think the state got out of them what they wanted?
3: Uh, Very much so. I think that the state attorneys um, probably went home this week very happy with the results. So they got so many different things out of them, including them contradicting one another and then contradicting themselves. So Eric Trump is, in fact, on the stand having to admit that he had just said that he did not know about his uh, father's personal statements of financial condition until the case began. Then they show him an email from 2013, and he says, okay, yeah, that does look like it. <laughs> uh, he says, I was never involved in- That doesn't in- feel like that's
0: a good moment for anyone <laughs> No, interest. right, right.
3: So, and, if, and if you're the uh, uh, prosecutors, uh, you might be just thinking that is wonderful, that's gold. We, you hardly get things like that. And it all amounts to one big implication, which is their credibility. And at the end of the day, the judge is gonna probably find that he finds them non-credible. That's very damaging. And it's damaging in so many ways because on appeal, that's fairly insulated. It's the trial court judge's opinion based when he sees their demeanor, he sees their answers. If he finds that they don't have that level of credibility, it's hard to overturn him.
0: So up next, Eric, is Donald Trump himself. He's scheduled to testify on Monday. This feels like this could be a huge moment. Eric Trump, just as he left court today, he's offered up a bit of a preview in his perspective of what we can expect from his father next week. Let's listen to this.
2: My father's certainly going to be here, and he's very fired up to be here, and he thinks that this is one of the most incredible injustices that he's ever seen.
0: That from Eric Trump, also a co-defendant in this case what do you expect to see from donald trump next week what's what's this going to look like
2: i think he is going to use every answer that he gives as an opportunity to defend himself to try to do as his sons did and distance himself as much as possible from these annual statements and also shift blame as much as possible onto their accountants and lawyers and other folks who were involved at the trump organization at the time that's also what his sons did on the stand Um, It's just a matter of whether or not it'll be believable because he has a a paper trail of sorts showing that he has a big interest in these financial statements and making sure that they got bigger rather than smaller. And that was the directive that according to some other witnesses he had given. Um, So it'll be real interesting to see which documents they present him first to get him to explain himself.
0: Absolutely. Okay, gag orders. We've got one gag order in New York that is now expanding. We have a gag order that is now on ice in D.C. What is actually happening with this? What do you make of of what is happening in D.C.? For anyone, for the casual viewer, it's quite confusing.
3: Yeah, so the trial judge imposed a gag order that basically says Donald Trump shall not target any of the witnesses or court officials until the trial begins and even during the trial, because one major concern is intimidating witnesses and another one is polluting the jury pool.
0: It seems quite logical, so?
3: Very logical. And I do think it will be upheld on appeal for that reason. But in the meantime, what the panel did today, this afternoon of the Court of Appeals, is just say, we're gonna stay that until we get to decide. Mm. So let's freeze things in place.
0: Okay, frozen until it doesn't. It is unfrozen, (laughs) I guess. Great to see you guys, thank you so much.